Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Sunday morning. Trust you had a good week. I can't believe it's finished. Can you believe it? You know, these weeks go by so fast. Very shortly, we'll all be celebrating Christmas. Can't wait. It's not that far away. It really isn't. Sadiq has checked in for a spot of pampering. He looks like he goes for pampering, doesn't he? Sadiq Khan, our illustrious mayor, has gone to Champneys. Which is very sweet, isn't it? Probably a manicure and a touch-up or something. I don't know. Uh, Sarah Focus has got a new boyfriend. She really isn't everybody's favourite person at all. Rod Stewart enjoys a cuddle at bedtime. And, you know, a cuddle is worth a million things. I've decided. Because I went out the other day and uh, I, I, I got cuddled. Which, actually, I, I really quite liked, actually. I, quite, I, I thought, oh, I quite like cuddling. I've decided it's, it's a lot less messy than the other stuff, isn't it? Who wants to do the kissing and the cuddling and then oh, and all that kind of snoggy-poo stuff? We don't do that at all, do we? Colleen and Wayne are the new Posh and Bucks. And the bouncer's verdict on Ben Stokes. That and more this morning on LBC. It is nice to be company, really. It's a Sunday. I, I sort of woke up, especially early, to water the plants, although we are getting to that autumnal stage. And, um, and it was sort of one of those... One of those strange things. You sort of, I watered the plants. I'm thinking, how much longer are they going to survive? You know, is it going to be another month? Is it going to be another three weeks? And then, and then gradually what I do is they, they sort of start dying off. I just gradually empty the pot and I'm quite good. And little Dan, gay boy Dan, says, I've just seen the Equaliser 2 and he didn't like it. He said, well, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But there again, wouldn't it be boring, Dan, if we were all the same? Imagine if everybody was like you. You know, I mean, that would be really tedious. You know, a load of people loved it, a load of people didn't like it. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> he says, uh, I can imagine you falling asleep and uh, checking your phone throughout as you were the only one in the screening room. No, there were two of us. I've already said there were two of us in the screening room. You are a deaf old tart, aren't you, really? Honestly, why don't you listen properly? Nothing worse than somebody who's a bit simple and then sort of exploits the situation. Not so exciting. Not so exciting. But, you know, that's the way it goes. Some people liked it, some people didn't. But at least you went to see it. So they got your money. Doesn't make any difference whether you liked it afterwards. I thought he was great. I loved talking to him. I thought he was fantastic. I thought he was exciting. And he certainly generated excitement in this building. But there again, Dan, you know, there's not a lot you can do about it, is there really? If you don't, if you don't like a film, you don't like it. You can't make somebody like a film. You know, there were loads of other films that I enjoyed at the time that other people went, oh, they're absolute rubbish. That I thought, because I'd never seen the first Equaliser. I'd only ever seen the second Equaliser. So I thought it was great. I was really, really happy with... Uh, with um, we sort of watch it because I didn't know any of the story. I knew nothing about it. So I thought it was brilliant. But obviously you're an expert, aren't you? Not. <laughs> and uh, somebody says, uh, I'm looking forward to you having a go at all the losers, the wasters and the Z-listers. Well, you know the reason that Stormy Daniels, not her real name, a woman who loves sex with anybody, uh, was, uh, was coming over here was to do Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother. So now any old tart can get Celebrity Big Brother. But they also put uh, people, you know, who sort of seem to encourage domestic violence. For that, read Dan Osborne, who threatened to knife his previous girlfriend. And they seem to, you know, sort of put people in there. Somebody wrote a great piece about Big Brother. I can't remember who it was. It was a, a journalist writing. It could have been The Guardian. Basically saying all these people are saddos. It's a case of, look, at please help me. Please help me. I don't have any friends. I don't have any money. I don't have anything at all, so I'm going to go on Big Brother and try and pretend that I want people to see the real me. I mean, look at that freak, you know, Rodrigo Alves. You know, I want people to see, you know, more than the plastic. There isn't any more than the plastic. You're a trolley dolly. You just serve drinks. You tea, coffee, what do you want? Tea, coffee. I put that over here in locker for you. And that's it. That is his claim to fame and the fact that he's altered himself so he looks so peculiar. 
I found somebody the other day, I won't tell you who it is, who he came on to on the internet. So, obviously, telling uh, or a little bit economical with the, with the truth, actually. I mean, poor old soul, honestly, what an old has-been. You know, then, you know, Dan Osborne, a thug, a nasty little piece of work. Uh, who else is on there? Oh, you've got that Hardeep Singh Cole, a horrible person. I mean, he's, he's done already the inappropriate touching, which, of course, is what got him suspended from the BBC, I believe. Not a very pleasant person. Not very pleasant at all. But he started doing inappropriate touching, and uh, a lot of viewers to Big Brother have said, no, nope, got to get rid of him. But uh, they're all a bit peculiar, aren't they? That is, that is the problem. That is the problem. That they, uh, they're, they're so desperate to sort of do something uh, that, you know, that they will sell their soul to the devil. They'll even go as far as having sex on television. One of the newspapers has managed to find three girls out of probably about 300,000 who are willing to have sex on television. It's basically Love Island turned into the hooker department. You know, why, why bother standing on a street corner by a phone box when you can go on there, get paid for it? I think that they should start something new. I've decided that for Celebrity Big Brother, and they aren't... I mean, if you call a porn star a celebrity, your life must be even worse than even we think it is. So you must be thinking it's terrible. You know, that's... Oh, I, I really like Stormy Daniels. I've seen her in all her great films, and I can't even repeat the titles of them because it's just filth. Do you know that uh, she's going through custody of a child in America? She was prepared to ditch the kid who is seven while she spends three weeks in the house... Uh, and she's going through custody, and somebody pointed out, if you do this, you'll lose custody. She's also going through a divorce. And by the way, just to let you know where she's coming from, this is her sixth divorce. Her mother said she basically, once she gets fed up with something, she just ditches it, doesn't care who it is. So that's why, that's why she uh, she didn't do Big Brother. Although, to be honest with you, not missed at all. Nobody cares. Nobody cares, which is, you know... It's just one of those things, isn't it? They, they, they put them up there. Basically, you know, then you've got that weirdo, Sally. Sally, who apparently speaks to the other side. No, she doesn't. In fact, she's, she's predicted already that the winner will be a man. Well, there you go. 50-50 chance, darling. Why don't you guess on it? Why don't you, get, why don't you tell us who it is, if you're that blooming clever? But, of course, Sally is not that clever. Sally just stands there and comes up with crappy lines, which impress people. And they go, I mean, if, if she knows it's who, who the winner is, why don't she ask her spirit guide? who can tell her that it's going to be, you know, Rodrigo Alved, or going to be you know, a model who get kidnapped or something. Who is it? You don't know, do you? You're just guessing. I can guess as well. I'll tell you what, I'll actually guess it's a woman. There you go. Solve that problem. It was, it was as good as you, Sally. Who else we got on there? Oh, my goodness me, I tell you. When I sort of turned on the television, I mean, the, the model who got kidnapped, you know, whether you believe or you don't believe, I couldn't care less. We just don't like her. You know, all this. I want to show people the real me. Dan Osborne, as I say, a nasty little thug of the worst possible kind. And uh, who else do we have in there? There's Sally, what's her face? And uh, Rodrigo Alves. And, and a few other people. I mean, to be honest with you, they're not celebrities, but they are desperate for attention. Desperate for attention. I mean, it really is. It really is the saddest thing I've ever seen on television. But they're, they're, so, they're so desperate to be liked that they will do just about anything. You know, they are losers, they are wasters, they are people who, have, they don't have any interest in the real world because they can't do anything. They can't do anything, which is a shame, really, because you would expect them to find people as celebrities. But we don't have celebrities anymore in this country. We just have sort of the people who sort of go to the papers and go, yeah, because I'm not going out with him now. All right, why, why would that be? Well, because I found somebody else. And so that's all they do. It's a case of who's in a relationship, who's not in a relationship. If you're not in a relationship, they're not really interested in you. So, you know, it's either that or... What else do we have at the moment? Oh, we had um, Madonna's birthday. 
the attention-seeking Madonna. She had her 60th birthday uh, on a palace rooftop uh, with uh, horses and all... You know, very nice, but very attention-seeking. Uh, and also the first transgender football referee on the worries over the fans. And there's a picture of him in the papers, now a her. Um, and then tomorrow, you're lucky, actually, in the mirror, they've got the wife story. One minute I had husband, the next minute... I had somebody who looked like my husband, but then stuck a wig on his head and became somebody else. So she sort of backed him and all the rest. It's such a dull story. I mean, I seriously, I don't know why we get excited over transgender now. I mean, surely it's the norm, isn't it? Why would, why would you bother? Why would you bother sort of worrying about it? They sort of make it out as if it's still freaky. And certain people are going, ooh. They were looking at the picture of him going, just looks like a bloke with a wig on, doesn't it? You go, yeah, but it's more than that. It's more than that. Uh, the boss of a halal slaughterhouse that was caught flouting rules has been fined only £400. This is uh, Roger Carr's site. Footage shot at Simply Halal in Bannham, just what you want to hear, showed sheep falling off a, straining, a restraining conveyor and being manhandled before having their throats cut without being stunned. As somebody said, the Halal Regulatory Commission said it had not certified the site, saying Simply Halal should have been called Simply Cruelty. I mean, that's all the, the judge could uh, could offer. Even he was surprised. 400 quid fine. Well, perhaps that's the way the, these people these people operate, which is not very good, is it? Stormy Army, apparently uh, the terrified Trump porn star. She's a porn star. Terrified of what? Terrified of what? She's slept with everybody she can. And uh, and she's, she doesn't have anything going for it, but she's got a seven-year-old daughter who probably in about a year's time is going to find out what mummy does for a living. But uh, now she's hired guards and gets a gun. She's worried that... You know, Donald Trump is going to come after her. Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, I don't, I don't quite understand, you know, why we've, we've got to this situation in this country that we actually sort of pick up on somebody. I mean, when she had to do Loose Women, she apparently didn't want to go on Loose Women, so she had to be interviewed by Jane Moore backstage. I mean, who is she? She's nobody. Nobody at all. Cheryl Tweedy is far from upset. Why, A, because I'm worth it, because I'm not bothered what Liam does. No, because uh, she's uh, she's not bothered. She couldn't care less, because they saw a picture of him with Maya Henry and then model Cairo Dweck. Have you ever heard of such a name in your life? What's your name, love? Cairo. Sorry? Cairo? What, as in the place? Yep, great, fantastic. A source said, Cheryl's far from upset. She's not interested in what Liam does. Oh, they really hate each other now, don't they? She's obviously coming over as very bitter, but there again, we know Cheryl of old. She can be very, very bitter, and it comes with uh, with flailing wrists as well. Uh, also, what have we got here? Oh, yes, a guitar. I'd have bought it. Owned by George Harrison. Expected to fetch £400,000. The bloke who's auctioning it says just touching it makes your fingers tingle. What, is it still electrified or something? I mean, what, what would it make your fingers tingle? God, I can't remember the last time my fingers tingled. What's it can? I just remembered. I can't. Friday. Friday. It was very exciting. And Diamond... Talking about um, Judge Rinder. He's not a judge. It's just a silly made-up name. He's a barrister, but he's very tedious and very boring. He wanted to do a chat show. I'm praying to God he doesn't get one. I really am. Over in Kerala, they've, uh, they've got the worst flooding in living memory, which is terrible. It's interesting because we used to have a Kerala restaurant in Twickenham. We went there. I didn't like the food. It was dry. Whereas I like wet, which is ironic isn't it? The, the irony in that, uh, in that very statement. But I didn't like it, but it, it seemed quite nice if you liked that. And then they did, I think Rick Stein went there and did a programme on food, which is lovely. There's a woman in the paper today called Bianca. Bianca's 30. And um, after a fella dumped her, she lost two stone on a diet of breast milk. 
I know. I wasn't sure about that either. I mean, two minds over breast milk. Two minds. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, also, uh, I could have walked Megan down the aisle, says her father. This is her uncle. And uh, the whole of the family just gasped. I bet the royal family must be cursing Harry. Why did you bring this woman into the family? Uh, I like her, Granny. Gran, Gran, Nan, Nan. I like her. And they're going, yeah, but look at the trouble it's brought us. You know, far from being the celebration of happiness, this must be the most miserable family in the history of miserable families. Oh, dear me. Uh, also, uh, a TV explorer talks about his TV. He's called Leveson Wood. Is that seriously somebody's name? Leveson? Where does that come from? Le- What's your name, love? Leveson Wood. Amazing. But uh, Carol Decker's in the paper today. Blaster chef. We love Carol. We uh, love Carol, because she might be listening at the moment. And Esther Ranson... Uh, to carry on working at 78. That's OK, isn't it? I don't have any problem with Esther Ransom working at 78. If that's what you do for a living, that's what you do for a living, and if you do it particularly well. Uh, Ryan Giggs has gone public with his secret lover. It turns out she's a PR girl. Those PR girls, honestly, they spin you the old line. Hello, love you, love you. like to be with you, because I'm your PR girl. And so he's going out with her. Doesn't seem to take him much time, does it, to find people? Uh, plus, the person they're thinking to replace Stormy Daniels in the Big Brother house is Meghan Markle's vile half-sister, Samantha. I mean, to be honest with you, dear, we're not interested in you at all. Why do we have to have somebody else in there? Can't we just not have somebody in there? You know, it'd be, be a lot easier, wouldn't it, if we didn't have anybody in there who, who wasn't British? It's, it's called Celebrity Big Brother, and it's in this country. Do you think the American one has some of our old tat that we send over? The answer, probably yes. Wayne Rooney, apparently, is hoping for a reality TV show. <laughs> you serious? A TV show for Wayne Rooney. Have to have lots of old brasses in there, won't it? He likes the older type as well. He doesn't go for the younger ones at all. And what would it be? Colleen going, if you go out with that girl ever again. So apparently he's got this US deal worth £175 million. They've just had a house built over here. Now they're going to tootle off to America. I mean, I couldn't care less. But a reality show, oh, don't do that. You'll suddenly realise that he's as boring as Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones used to sit there doing his reality show and the film crew be going, what are you going to do today, Vinny? Uh, might watch a bit of television. Could you phone some of your, your sort of Hollywood chums? Um, yeah, but I haven't spoken to them for a while. And so the best he actually managed was going down the shops. It was as tedious as that, honestly. Luckily he's disappeared. Mind you, somebody who I thought had disappeared, excuse me. Somebody who I thought had disappeared and came back again. From so many years ago, you'll never have heard of them. Never heard of them. But Melanie Sykes has found a boyfriend. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Mel and Ziggy sitting in a tree. Yes, Ziggy Lickman turned up on Big Brother God knows how many donkeys years ago, and he didn't do anything. He was about as interesting as watching a roll plug. He was, he was simply that boring and dull. In fact, he spent most of his time in bed, and he took up with one of the girls in the house, and that was about as far as he went. He was so dull and boring. But anyway, Melanie Sykes has found him. Melanie is 190. Ziggy Lickman is about 12, I should imagine. Uh, Also, oh, look. The disabled toilet where Megan Barton Hanson and Wes Nelson romped has been given uh, a blue plaque. That lovely? Celebrating a couple of old tarts on a disabled toilet. Bet the disabled must be thrilled. Embarrassing, isn't it, really? Uh, And also... On the crossrail train fleet, no toilet. No toilet. I mean, what? I, mean, how, I, I get southwestern trains back to uh, back to uh, Richmond, Twickenham. It depends where I'm going to, and um, and they don't have toilets on them either. 
just one long big corridor. Don't they think people want to go to toilet? Because absolutely, you know, I want to go to toilet. If I get the mo- in fact, the more I think about it, the more I sort of think, yeah, I want to be on the uh, on the train. I think, oh God! And then if he gets held up at Clapham Junction, I'm in a dreadful state, dreadful state, thinking, oh, how much longer? And then you go, the train is being held here on a red light. No, no, I really need to. And you start thinking about what you can do. If you really, really need to go to toilet. Uh, the bouncer's verdict on the cleared cricketer. This is uh, Ben Stokes. Whichever way you look at it, he punched somebody out so they hit the ground. What a stuck-up, arrogant little nobody. But uh, the bouncer says he doesn't care who he hurts. He's just a spoiled kid. Yep, he absolutely was. He said, I'd be happy to meet him again in a charity boxing match. <laughs> he says, you could be the Pope. You're not getting in after 2am. He was just a silly little show-off, wasn't he? Very silly little show-off. Uh, also, two thugs pictured in the paper today. You might recognise them. They're looking for a victim. They attacked a 93-year-old woman and smashed her head on the ground. They dragged her along trying to get her handbag. How much money do you think a 93-year-old has got in a handbag, eh? Just a very, very little amount. But uh, they have got somebody who's a lad of 17. Oh, good. I'm so pleased. I love it when people go, I know who that is, and they tell you. Uh, still to come, the Botox needle, 99 um, £99 pounds if you want to go and get yourself Botoxed. So you have it sort of injected and then it fluffs up. Sort of, you know, so it sort of takes out wrinkles and stuff like that. I fancied it, but I'm not sure I want to let somebody in, in Superdrug start injecting me. Thank you very much indeed. I think it should be done in a, in a proper clinic. You know, it's supposed to just a bit curtained off area. It's not very nice, is it? And still to come, Danny Cipriani, uh, who's, uh, who's we, we've now discovered who his secret lover is. Her name's Hope. And she looks like she's called Hope. <laughs> we just need to find faith and charity, and we shall be all right there, actually. And the Queen has been joined by the Duke. He's a fit 97. We're well, not outfit. I mean, come on, he's not, not going to go for a romp in the old haystack. She's going to get my drift, you know, because she, she's getting on a bit, and he's, he's 97, but at least he's still going, which is good news. 22 minutes past five. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, a very nice heavy company. 24 minutes past five. How are we? Good, 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 good. It's Sunday, so you might as well get sort of uh, get used to it. I was looking at a property the other day, and um, it's it's very nice. It's the tallest tower that we've got in the country. But the interesting thing is, it was restored with taxpayers' funding. He bought it last year for just four hundred and twenty-five thousand quid. He's looking for two million quid. You see, people like that, I think, it, it shouldn't be allowed to uh, to sell it. Uh, Dan Osborne has come up with his feeble excuse about his toxic relationship. He's just a horrible piece of work. And he admits he was in a dark place. He's trying to sell himself to you. Uh, he is he's not the victim, let me tell you, in this one. He says losing his job and struggling to see his son left him with depression. Of course it did, darling. We saw your your version of depression. It seems to be the answer to everything now, doesn't it? They go, you're right. You go, depression. What, what, what? When I was at school. Yeah, I was bullied at school. Everybody was bullied at school. Everybody was bullied at school. There is not a person listening who was not bullied at school, unless, you, of course, you were the bully. <laughs> Uh, also, Crossrail, 14.8 billion. Who's going to use it? And here's, is that Tyson Fury up there arguing with another bloke? It's all to do with money. It's all a bit poncy stuff, isn't it, really? Do you know what I was watching the other day? Have you ever seen wrestling on the television? What a bunch of girls as they shimmy around the ring. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm going to get you. And then they sort of throw them again. It's all just staged. It's a part of a rubbish. Biggest part of I thought we got rid of it years and years ago, but, um, you know... Uh, people are convinced that Dan Osborne and Gabby will couple up again. Well, he'll have to couple up to somebody. He's a nasty little piece of work. I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. Uh, the latest Strictly stars, uh, they've got uh, Kate Silverton 
and uh, Sean Walsh. No, none, not, not very good on those ones, I think. I'm sure they're very famous. Sure, they're very famous. Um, I think I know Kate Silverstone, I'm pretty certain. Uh, CBB fans convinced that Kirsty Alley is this EastEnders star twin. Could be. Uh, they're asking the question, who is Hardeep Singh Kohli? The answer is, you don't need to know. He's a nasty little piece of work. As I say, he started doing inappropriate touching, and uh, it's not good. Rodrigo Alves, this is the stupid little attention seeker. I used to be trolley dolly, now I get Rodrigo Alves. He's, issued, he's been issued a final warning on Celebrity Big Brother. His language is wholly inappropriate. Wholly inappropriate, but perhaps he's a bit, perhaps he's a bit simple, isn't he, really? Uh, also, how much longer um, can this marriage between Harry and Meghan go on for? The families show no signs of, of slowing down with their condemnation of... They've called them every name under the sun. Seriously, you thought it was just the father? No, 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 no. No, they're all doing it. They're all doing it now. It's just dreadful. Just dreadful. Uh, also, Nigel Farage, he was the topic of conversation, wasn't he, Nigel Farage? I refused to give him the oxygen. You know, I'd rather sort of sit here and slowly asphyxiate myself than mention Nigel Farage. But uh, you can hear him this morning on LBC. He <laughs> got enough plugs last night. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, also, a Ryanair passenger dressed as Tinkerbell was removed from a flight by the police. What is it with people? I mean, he had fairy wings on and a very revealing green outfit. He was going to a, a stag party in Krakow, in po poor old Poland, honestly. What have they ever done to deserve that? And the latest thing you can have in your mouth... Teeth tattoos. Teeth tattoos. Why would you want teeth tattoos? Producer's making up his own jokes on this programme. Sorry, executive producer. Yeah, you could have teeth tattoos. I've had a look at the... I don't, that's like people who go, I think I'll have a tooth removed and put a gold tooth in there. <laughs> what for? What for? Vladimir Putin, one of the richest men in the world. I wonder where he got that from. Um, travels to Austria as a guest at the Austrian foreign minister's wedding. And he took, uh, he took gifts as well. What would he buy? Do you think he actually, you know... Corrie's Rana, only allowed to see dying dad if she repeats homophobic abuse. I never know if this is, you know real or if it's sort of fantasy. It's very difficult. I'm trying to find, apparently everyone missed Sarah Ferguson winking at her wedding to Prince Andrew. Yeah, unfortunately it didn't last, did it? But now she sponges very well. He seems to want to go in for it, so perhaps she's a friend with benefits. You know what I'm saying? Well, otherwise, why would you want somebody there? You know, if, it, if it's your ex and they were married and they've got two absolutely gorgeous children. <coughs> Excuse me. And, <laughs> and apparently, uh, Princess Eugenie pronounced Eugenie and fiancé Jack Brooksbank, pronounced Jack Brooksbank, uh, are related, which is lovely. Also, Jack Fincham. Oh, practically finished your career, isn't it, mate? I didn't even know that it was, uh, it was still going. And you can have a face transplant now. The things that they do, you know, are just amazing. Thomas Markle has said the royal family are like Scientologists because they're slightly secretive Scientologists. They have sort of, certainly, you know, sort of some, you know, some strange things. Katie Price. Still going, unfortunately. Mistakenly calling boyfriend Chris Kieran at a ghost hunting session. It's finished, dear. It's finished. Listen, give it up now. Go and get a job working somewhere. Although what you could do, I've got no idea. Uh, and David and Victoria Beckham praised for cracking parenting as they take children to help out at a Sumba school. Isn't that nice? Let's exploit the children even further. Uh, also, celebrity star-spudded hotspots. I think, to be honest with you, you know, anywhere I was would be a celebrity hotspot. I can't think of anywhere else. And Rodrigo Alves says the only natural left, the only natural part of him left is his, is his tinkle. That's it. I mean, well, I mean, don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, he's just a bit, uh, a bit odd, very odd, very peculiar. 
And uh, Skint Katie Price asked ITV to go on Dancing on Ice. No, dear. I don't think anybody should even bother with you. Frankly, you know, if you've wasted 43 million, which of course you haven't because you never had it. And uh, David Beckham's had pictures taken with his adorable children because the whole family are just so gorgeous. They really are. And this morning, hail Molly and Matt as a young Holly and Phil. No, they don't. No, they really don't. She's been around for God knows how long. And uh, Ryan, Ryan Thomas greets his girlfriend's ex, Dan Osborne, with an OTT hug. Ooh, horrible piece of work. Uh, a lot of people are looking at... Well, I can't tell you because it's rude. So many rude things on the television. News I, sh- I should do, actually, shouldn't I, really? Because it's 5.30. And with the news this morning, it's Philip Chrysikos. Stay You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome to Sunday morning, the day that we can uh, we can enjoy. I think so. There was a lovely interview the other day with the most boring person on the planet, Spencer Matthews. Spencer Matthews, who was a bit of a mess on MasterChef, and gave this interview... In which, to be honest with you, he, he, he's 29, but he behaves like a seven-year-old. He had to leave, you remember the I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, for, let's just call it an incident, shall we, with some substances. And uh, silly old Spencer, who can't actually do anything at all. In fact, he's been on a couple of reality shows, he's a bit of a plank. He's married Vogue Williams, and you've seen her on Celebrity Mastermind, where she turned out to be just as dim as Lydia Dim. And, uh, and we all couldn't get that around that one as well. So poor old Spencer Matthews. You know, you don't really know what, what to do with him. He just he sort of pitches up on a few of these naff shows and then he suddenly realise he's as dim as a brick. Dim as a brick. Uh, Stormy Daniels, they were saying only the other week, will enter the Big Brother house despite the fans panicking. No, she won't. She's definitely not. Definitely not. There's a few interviews with her in the paper and, you know, it's a bit sort of, bit sort of naff, really. Then they've got pictures of what uh, Rodrigo Alves looked like before surgery. Just as peculiar. Just as peculiar. And, um... Uh, what else we got here? A lot of people are obsessed with uh, Emma Willis's Jedward hair when the show launched. That uh, she's like that woman on the Jewelry Channel, the old woman who they've got on there, who sort of is so fake. I feel like I feel like throwing something at the television. I get that bad. But uh, anyway, Victoria Beckham's had a photo done. Shame she's not selling clothes at the moment. Ben Jardine lashed out at Emma Willis, whoever he is. But I'm sorry, but we don't know who you are, Ben, actually. I'm very sorry about that. Celebrity Big Brother's Ben Jardine. She slammed him for being... Oh, sorry, no, other people, the the, the fans, slash, uh, lashed out at him. He was apparently in somebody called Married at First Sight. But, of course, he isn't now. And then we saw pictures of him realising there was no way he was ever going to be married at first sight. Uh, also, uh, Strictly redefines the word, the word celebrity. But you wouldn't bet against it, says... Uh, says Ian Highland. They've got a picture of Eamon Holmes. They can't get Eamon arrested at the moment. Mind you, I think he's, he's getting a bit tired. He seems to be slowing down a little bit now. But uh, they were prepared to reveal who from their team would be doing Strictly this year. And um, and uh, we couldn't find anybody, actually. I didn't I didn't actually know who they actually took from that programme. Because it's, it's mainly... I don't know how they pick the people. Do you think they sort of stick a pin in... And then they go, oh, that's who we're going to ask to do it. And guess who had the nicknames? Kath, Wombat and Cabbage. Kath, Wombat and Cabbage. Apparently nicknames for the British royal family. Interesting, isn't it? And unlike Prince George, Princess Charlotte won't be wearing a uniform on on her first day at school. I don't know why. I think schools, you know, should make people wear uniforms. Really. The Queen's hiring a full-time staffer. and The job perks are truly fit for a royal. You won't actually get to talk to her or probably even meet her. A bit like working Vatican City. 
you know, the, the choir boys at St Peter's Basilica, uh, some of them never even met the Pope. You'd think you'd see, you'd see the Pope all the time. He's always sort of doing his, his sort of speech on the balcony, but they don't get to, to see any of that, poor little lads. But uh, anyway, we shall watch and wait with interest. Uh, Colombians are told no sex is the best heatwave relief. Kind of enforced anyway, isn't it, really, whether it's hot or cold? So it doesn't make any difference. We do. Who cares about that? I mean, why, why do people worry about that? Keep what? Cool? Oh, get you. Oh, it's different. Is it really? See, I have no trouble getting to sleep when it's hot. I mean, seriously, I don't have any trouble. I'm literally in bed, and within a matter of minutes, I'm out. Do you, do you, are you one of those, this side, that side, this side? Oh. Uh, and if you're with someone. Oh, right. If Judith's telling me things I shouldn't really be entitled to know. If he's with somebody, they have to remain perfectly still. Mainly because they're comatose. <laughs> they have to remain perfectly still. Would you get annoyed if people move then or something? Oh, right. Oh, no. How bizarre. Oh, you'd hate it with me then. I'm terrible. I'm this side. Ten minutes later, that side. Then back to this side again. I'm constantly moving in beds. Constantly. It's just, so what do you do? Do you issue instructions to your various partners? Do you go, okay, you can come into the bedroom, okay, but no moving when falling asleep. Yeah, but, oh, right. Well, sounds very odd, doesn't it? I'm not sure about that at all. Really not sure about that. I'll have to think on that one, actually, because I think you are very selfish. That's laying down the law. Mind you, I used to know somebody like that as well. They wouldn't allow them to use the bathroom. You know, because some people... You know, sort of go into the bathroom and then sort of change into something else. You know, I mean, I, you know, I, I used to get that a lot years and years ago. You know, they'd come out as a pixie or a leprechaun or something. And I was thinking, oh, God, I made a big mistake here. But uh, they would say, oh, I'll just use the bathroom. Go, what for? Because people never leave the bathroom as you leave the bathroom. We're all we're all a bit sort of phobic. Well, I am very much so. You know, oh, can, can I? No, you can't. No, you can't. Oh, can I use it? No, you definitely can't. Something but very odd. So poor old Melanie Sykes, she's ended up with useless Ziggy Lickman. As I say, he used to go out with uh, Chanel Hayes. Uh, apparently he now works as a doorman for a West End club. God, what a disaster. He was totally useless on Big Brother. He spent all his time in bed. He was just the most bone-idle person, and now he just works as a bouncer. Mind you, I mean, as poor old uh, Melanie... Gets a bit jiggy with him. She's pushing the boat out, isn't she? What is she, going up 48, 49, something like that. And um, another one here. Uh, Simon says you should have dahlias. Then you can have flowers until first frost. I don't, what, I chen, what I tend to do is I, um, is I empty all the pots out. Then I fill them with earth and then I decide what I'm going to put in them. Is it going to be winter flowering pansies or something like that? Or is it, you know... It depends how I'm feeling. I have, to, I have to be strangely drawn to a plant. If I actually go to a garden centre, you know, they, they can all... I'll home in on one plant, and that's going to be my theme this year. I've decided your chilli's coming through. Wow, that is so exciting. So dull. Uh, so exciting. <laughs> chilli's coming through. There was a woman who went into Paul Cooper's shop the other day. She bought three chilies. I thought, oh, party time. Whenever somebody goes in and goes, I'll just have this, this apple. You go, friends round for dinner, have you? I never get the gag. Never get the gag at all. And watermelon. I shared some watermelon with Zora Suleiman earlier on. And uh, it was actually... I bought it in, in a Mark Suspensers in, uh, in uh, a garage at Shepherd's Bush. Take your life in your hands there. And uh, anyway, so I bought it. Managed to get it back to the car in one piece. And then we shared it. It was like having a picnic. I put a rug down on the floor. She sat one side. I sat the other. She played mummy and poured the tea out. And I, I produced the watermelon. Because I, I, wanted, I wanted to have some squash fly biscuits. But then I thought... 
I mustn't. And then I, I had to resist having chips. Our fish and chip shop is open till two in the morning in Twickenham. And I was tempted. I just fancied a sausage in batter. You know, when you get those cravings and you go, I could just go a sausage in batter. And I thought, no, think about your figure. So I looked at my figure and I thought, yeah, I'm thinking about it as well. So it wasn't, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, you know, well, you know. Uh, also, Meghan Markle's American family are in talks to make their own reality TV show. Really? Well, who would be watching that? And uh, Rose West really believes she'll be forgiven by God. Will she? She put her own daughter under the patio. I'm hoping you die screaming horribly, but that's just me. That's just me, dear. Your husband had the right idea. Killed himself within a matter of weeks. And uh, we all wish you'd done the same thing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Twelve people died at 25 Cromwell Street. Twelve people were tortured within an inch of their life. I couldn't care less how you die, darling. I just hope it's horribly. And you really, really believe... That God's going to forgive you? What a naive old murderess you are. Uh, Pamela Anderson enjoys a close connection with Julian Assange, but refuses to say if they ever got physical. Julian Assange? Good Lord. I mean, we know she's been round there a few times. But, uh, oh dear, I don't want to talk about things like that. That's not very nice, is it? Also, Madonna banned her own music from her 60th birthday party and didn't sing any of her songs. Thank God for that. Holiday, shut up. Holiday. Shut up. Uh, the nation which mourned 43 dead of this uh, Genoa Bridge horror. I mean, the more you look at it, the more you realise this was an accident waiting to happen. It was it was a bodge job to get it um, to get it up to some sort of standard. And and it didn't. It didn't happen. And you feel you feel a bit sorry for those people. They, they were saying the other day, if you're going to Italy to drive, try and avoid bridges. They've got about seven which were in a state of disrepair, which it could all go uh, completely off. Stormy Daniels uh, has hired bodyguards. She's said to have lost her fee of 750000 She's now got two armed security guards 24-7 and has got a gun to protect herself. It's a trouble when you go into porn and you start making these allegations, isn't it, really? That's why I always said to you last week, I said, there is no way that she'll be going into, into Big Brother and then talking about her experiences with Donald Trump. The lawyers will clamp down. Earth was that? The lawyers would clamp. That's why I've had a Nick Abbott moment. Then he had something the other week. Something happened on his show. And what's that? He said, "What's that?" He didn't know what it was. I got it as well. Uh, Gail, her bum lit up Parliament. She battled hair loss, and now she's back with a wig and she's looking for a man. You don't need to say to people you're looking for a man. No, that makes it sound as though you're a little bit desperate. <laughs> you don't go for it. You don't go for it. Uh, and what have we got here? This is, uh, what's the what's the secret to living a long time? Watch this bloke in the paper today. It's a pint of Guinness. It's a pint of Guinness. He's 100 and uh, he celebrates this week. And he's taking part in a Tai Chi masterclass. But mind you, Tai Chi is very slow. It's a... Ding, ding. It's very slow. I watched them do, doing it down in Trafalgar Square in the church there. It's lovely to watch, but it's hardly exercise, is it? Well, it would be when I was doing it. Uh, also, 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 well, I mean, this week, of course, we lost Aretha Franklin. Everybody's doing all the songs, aren't they? Oh, you know, Respect. And then somebody complained. Somebody complained because they used the song Respect for one of the entrants to Big Brother, No Talent, No Celebrities. We couldn't find anybody, but here's some old bimbo from years ago and some bloke Hove's interview. And, um, and somebody said that was disrespectful. I would have thought it was a compliment, actually have a bit of Aretha Franklin played. And then somebody complained. Do you remember somebody complained about Bradley Walsh, poor soul? He was doing the chase and there was a question. He said, oh, it's like one of the, one of the Chuckle Brothers. And somebody said, well, one of them's just died. That was very inappropriate. And you think, it was filmed months ago. You can't be that thick, can you? To think that they, they sort of do it live on the day. 
<laughs> Becky, what? What? No, it's all pre-recorded. There's no live. No, the chase is never live. Why? There's no quiz shows that are live on the television. The only show that was live on the television was Blue Peter. Ever, they don't do live. It's just, it's too risky. Something could happen. You know, some lunatic could climb out of the audience seats and go, yeah, you know. No, no, they're never live. They're all pre-recorded. Even even Pointless is filmed. Recorded. In London. Well, it was. They're not running it at the moment. I think they've still got to say, no, it's all... Are you mad? Of course they're not. Of course they're not done live. Dale used to do supermarket sweeps and he would record... No, they weren't. They were all pre-recorded. Everything was pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. Everything's pre-recorded. Where are you from? The only thing that's live is me. Nick Abbott's a bit suspect on that one. I'm not too sure about that one. But no, it's... Or my in conversation this evening at nine. That is pre-recorded, I have to be honest with you. But uh, no, it's all pre-recorded. They don't have the time to do live. And it's too dangerous to do live, as they did in the... Did you ever see the film Tootsie with Dustin Hoffman? And then they say, oh, look, so-and-so's happened. We've got to do this last scene live. And oh, God. And that's when he stands at the top of the stairs dressed as Tootsie. And he gives his speech because I'm nuts, so-and-so, and rips off the wig and all the rest of it. And that's why, bit of a coincidence, they had to do that bit live. But no, they, they don't do live television programmes. That is the what? The hole. The hole in the story of the film Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? India. Oh, yes. 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 Was that Slumdog Millionaire? Yes. Pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. Oh, right. Ah, right. Yes, no, normally it's uh, it's all... Everything's pre-recorded. They don't do... Because otherwise you'd have to have people there. Um, on the odd occasions that they've done an EastEnders Live, somebody screws up because they're amateurs. Somebody will screw up because they can't remember their lines or they call a character by their real name. And you think, oh, God, there's always one dimbo in the... And, of course, in EastEnders there's loads of them. But, no, all the quizzes are pre-recorded. All the... I hate to break this to you. This is going to ruin it. You watch. I'm going to ruin his day. He's going to be so unhappy now. All the Christmas shows are recorded October. There you go. Oh, that. Yes, the hairy bikers. Everything. Yes. Tinsel in summer. I know. It's also the, the one thing they have to be careful of when they're doing the soaps. In EastEnders, they've got a section of the set which is growing flowers out of season so they can put them in. So you think... When all the daffodils come up, they're filming six weeks ahead, remember. So they've got to anticipate what the weather's like. And, and they fell foul of it in Emmerdale when the snow came down. Emmerdale was all lush and green. They're going, um, excuse me, I think the whole of Yorkshire has been cut off. Which actually is no bad thing. No bad thing at all. But no, all the quizzes are pre-recorded. They have to be. And they do them in a, in a day, some of them. Master, recorded. Everything. God, I tell you. I need to take you out for a small, a small sherbet. And and we need to go through the programmes, which have, you know, now it's, it's shattered your illusion. Shall I tell you the other thing about Pointless you probably didn't know? I don't, I don't want to do this. But you know the bloke who sits next to Alexander? You know he's got his computer? You know it's not a computer at all, it's fake. There's nothing that comes up on that computer. It's completely blank. No, he doesn't. No, there, he, it's up on autocue. There is no computer. The computer just sits there and he looks at it occasionally, but it's it's not uh, it's not real. Yes, yes, but it's but it's it's nothing's real, nothing's real anymore. It's all fantasy. Twelve minutes to six. You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
Morning, everybody. Nine minutes to six. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Sunday. Um, especially if you've got nothing to do today. That's even nicer, isn't it? When you can, when you can think to yourself, you know, I've got a completely free day. What can I do today? And then you, you think, I don't know what to do today. Try and do something. Just going on a bus or something like that. Lovely little picture of that uh, well-known. Good Lord, she's still around. Rebecca Vardy. It's finished, dear. It's finished. You had your five minutes and uh, now it's finished. Apparently she sees herself as a football wife style jet setter. I think not, dear. And it's very sweet of you to have these delusions, but uh, it's not because she, she's trying to match all the holidays. Because she didn't really do anything, Rebecca Vardy, known as Becky. She was just a bit of an attention seeker and there wasn't much to her, so that's why it all fizzled out. And uh, she's, um, she's trying to match the holidays set by Colleen, because Colleen doesn't need to work. They've got loads of money, which is fantastic. I couldn't care less. You know, it's it's lovely. How many holidays has Colleen had in 10 years? 75, ladies and gentlemen, 75. Poor old Becky is so far behind the pack as usual, dear. You're just, you're just trailing in the distance. Trailing in the distance. Uh, what else? Oh, look. Oh, I do like Andre Rio. He's playing Glasgow, the Wembley Arena, the SSE Wembley Arena. And uh, have you ever seen Andre Rio? He's great. He's... Have you never heard of him? Oh, right. He's sort of got an orchestra... No, he didn't always come on at Christmas. No, he's, he's touring all year. Got a big orchestra and they all dress. All the orchestra dress. His, Ryu is uh, spelt R-I-E-U. And they do all the classics and it's, they always play big arenas. He's, he's huge. He can, oh, does he come on TV at Christmas? Well, okay. You can learn, don't you, I suppose? Producer seems to know these things. Sorry, executive producer. Oh, is this him? Well, it wouldn't be him. He... Oh, it's just a Christmas... Oh, right, just to make you feel festive. I got told off the other day. Not by anybody important. It was just somebody writing in going, will you stop mentioning Christmas? Why do you keep mentioning Christmas? And I said, shall I tell you why I keep mentioning Christmas? Whoa! And um, and, I, and they said, why, why do you keep mentioning Christmas? I said, because, you know, and think about it. You're very selfish if you ever say, don't talk about Christmas, it's only August. There might be people listening uh, who might not get to Christmas, you know, for reasons of you know, illness or something like that, or splitting up, or people going abroad, or being in a country where they don't really celebrate Christmas, like Australia. Because it's not... You have, it has, no, seriously, I'm sure they do celebrate in their own little way, a little barbecue on the beach, a lot of men running around in speedos, and women with their boobs hanging out all over the place, which makes it very dangerous for cooking. And you can't do a full turkey on a barbecue. I've tried it. Seriously, it doesn't work. It's ridiculous. And so... And so it's for all those people who maybe aren't celebrating Christmas that they can celebrate beforehand... You know, and then you can have Chris. You're obsessed with it now, aren't you? Any minute now, th- those bells will fall silent. Do you know why? Because they'll be disappearing somewhere that they haven't been before. Uh, Pamela Anderson wants to be a mother at the age of 51. Are we coming back to Julian Assange again? I do hope not. I do hope not. Uh, David Walliams is sad and angry that scammers are using his identity to fleece people out of cash. Goes on all the time, I'm afraid. It's not just you, it's, uh, it's for everybody. And uh, Roxy and Ryan at war. Uh, the soap pair's secret, a ten-year feud. Who cares? I mean, somebody put her down the other day. They said she's she's an old soap has-been. She now works as a radio presenter, but quite clearly she doesn't give a jot for her audience. She just is prepared to ditch the audience to go on to Big Brother. Such is the lure. And, and as for her, for 750,000 quid, 20 quid you could get her for, 20 quid at least, uh, plus, 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 uh, green plots are still blooming in Britain, which I like, because after that dreadful weather we had, and it all went very dry, and I'm hoping we don't get it back again, but they say it's it's on the way back. I quite like the idea, because I'm just, I'm not good in the heat. Loads of other people are brilliant, and they absolutely enjoy it. I'm not sure if I go with uh, Mark Lewis. Mark Lewis is a roller coaster fan. 
And you do get these people. They go around the country and they ride roller coasters. And I don't know if I'm... But he's been riding it for 12 hours. I think there's something... That, I've looked at a picture of him. He looks like there's something the matter with him. You can't... Be, I mean, sorry. He needs, he needs the bathroom. But yeah, exactly. 12 hours. How's he managed there? Every time, you, probably when he goes, wee as it goes over the top, that's probably what he's doing, I should imagine. Do you remember that one? We had the, we had the kid on the television, and he was holding, a thing an ice cream, and as it went down the first tip, the whole ice cream descended onto his face. I think it was an old, I think it was an old Noel Edmonds programme, where they had this little kid. It's so funny, I was watching Hark the Herald Angels sing earlier on. Yes, I do carols. There is a religious side to me. And, um... And it was done from some cathedral. It could have been Salisbury, but one of the choristers was singing with such... It was only little, but he was literally puffing his chest out and throwing his head back and doing the whole... But I loved it. I thought he was so good. He's, I mean, he's probably much older now, I should imagine. Uh, Steve, um, I'm listening in Brooklyn, says John. In, uh, in, in Brooklyn. <laughs> I've never been to Brooklyn. I it just strikes me. Why, when I think of Brooklyn, do I think of... Bridge. Brooklyn Bridge, I suppose. And I think of an area that maybe isn't as, as good as it could be. I don't know why. I've, I only discovered a short while ago that all these places that Simon and Garfunkel sang about exist. Like the Beatles. Strawberry Fields exists. All these places. And over in Simon and Garfunkel, they were singing about Battery Park. And, all, and I'm thinking, oh. And, and then you discover that they exist. And I become quite animated. I like stuff like that. Uh, Steve, I came across a clip of Dale and his gotcha with Noel Edmonds. It just showed what an amazing man he was. No diva-like behaviour. I didn't believe it, actually. Kel, I didn't believe it at all. I thought he knew exactly that somebody was setting him up. I absolutely... And to this day, I believe everything. He, he claims that he didn't have a clue, but I, bearing in mind, I knew him since 18. I know exactly what he was like. I knew exactly when something... And this, this wouldn't have been his reaction at all. He'd have thought something going on here, and he'd have played along with it. That, 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 that's what he would have done. I'm 99.9% certain of that. Uh, Steve, is your producer using a hairdryer? Definitely not. Definitely. Why do you think he's using a hairdryer? He doesn't really know what to do with his hair. He hasn't quite decided, have you? you, haven't, you? It does need a cut. Oh, his earphones. Oh, right. Uh, I'm listening to your show wearing headphones. Is your producer using a hairdryer, says Matthew? I don't know. Uh, you need better headphones. He thinks you've got cheap headphones. <laughs> Have you done any gardening recently? This morning I watered. I don't do gar. I don't sort of go out there and dig up worms and stuff like that. I just, I just do the normal kind of stuff, which is uh, which is watering. Uh, Mary says, as you've already mentioned, Christmas, Steve. I'd like to share this scintillating information. I spent a ridiculous amount of time gathering sloes to make sloe gin for Christmas. Also, it takes ages to prick them all. And, oh, my God, gin is expensive, even at budget supermarkets. Are you going to call me stupid again? Well, I don't need to. You've done it for yourself. What are you wasting time for? Just go and buy a bottle of gin. It's not very expensive. In fact, it's quite cheap gin nowadays. But, I mean, if you have a, an alcohol problem, you know, which quite clearly you must do if you're making your own booze, I mean, there's something not normal about that. Most people go out and buy a little sort of tiddly bottle, don't they? You know, you're going out there making slow gin for Christmas. I mean, how sad is that? Go and buy it. Don't waste your time making these things. You don't get anything out of it. I love being a man. Unlike women, says Ted, we never grow up. We can still play with trains. Women always say, grow up. I always go, why? Yes, I, I agree. I agree. Somebody said to me once, act your age. I said, if I acted my age, you'd be talking to a pile of dust. I don't want to act my age. Why do you want to act your age? Because nobody knows what you're supposed to be like at a certain age. I don't know how old the producer is. 
you know, I've got no idea. And I don't know whether or not he is representative of his age group or whether or not, you know, he thinks he appears younger than he's... How old are you? How old are you? How old do I think? I've got no idea. 33? Oh, right. So you're obviously older than 33. <laughs> is that adding four onto 33? Or you are 30? You're 30. Oh, adding seven more. You're 40. Are you really? Good Lord. I'm not surprised you don't want to wake them up, wake you up when you're asleep. It must be a nightmare at your age. Whoop, what's that? What's that? What's that? <laughs> 40 years old. God, you see, I'm, see, I'm older than the producer. Doesn't necessarily make it... It better, but it, but I don't know. When somebody says, "Actually, what are you supposed to do?" Is this supposed to be a thing you're supposed to do when you're when you're forty? You're supposed to? Do you think that maybe you dress a little bit, maybe too young for a forty-year-old? You know, should you be wearing something a bit more sensible? Something I don't know. I don't know. If people sort of look at me and go, "You're definitely wearing the wrong clothes for a man of forty-seven." And uh, my story, my story, and I'll stick to it. Okay, news at six coming up very very shortly on LBC. The one point eight million pound lottery winner still dragging out her torturous story that she's blown all the money. Now she's too skint to uh, to care for her disabled son. That'll come down to us again then, won't it? Uh, David Mitchells feels guilty for his perfect life. His perfect life is he's very happy. He's got enough money. His wife's very successful. They have a child, I believe. So uh, so that's good news. No toilets on the cross rail train fleet. So that's that's one out for me, I'm afraid. Uh, Melanie Sykes and Ziggy Lickman claim to fame works on the door of a nightclub. My God, the dizzy heights of fame, eh? And uh, Rod Stewart still enjoys a cuddle at bedtime. I'm going to go and have a little chat to the producer. We'll see if we can sort of drag him the other side of the news. Hope so, otherwise he's going to be very quiet round here. So, news at six next. I'm back with you in uh, about three minutes. And uh, toi. Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company, to have your company. It's been done, I know. So Bruce is under the stage of the London Palladium. They've got a, a plaque there as well. I told you it would happen. I mean, you know, out of all the people who could be put under the Palladium, and there are two other people under there at the moment, just their ashes, you know, he would be the person. Because as long as, as, long as there is God in the heavens, the London Palladium will still be there. I don't know if you've ever been. If you haven't been... You uh, you should go actually. It's it's worth catching. It needs doing up inside though. Bits of it are sort of looking a little bit, little bit fally downy. You like a bit of tattiness, yeah. I mean, I do, but when I, when I because when I went because they used to do this show on the television called Sunday Night at the London Palladium, which was which was lovely, and then when I went there, it was so much smaller than I thought it was going to be. Because I, I was because on the television it made it look really wide, and then when I got there, it was it was quite. I mean, it is actually a big theatre. Uh, and it's lovely, but it used to be, I think it was Hengler's Circus. It's been all sorts of things. But it's it's a lovely it's a lovely theatre. I absolutely adore it. Absolutely adore it. But there are bits... I remember sitting there, I was watching a Royal Variety performance one year, and I was thinking, the paint's peeling off. What? The, what, the Royal Variety? I went every year. Every year. The Royals admittedly don't go there. Phil Vickery's up this morning, thank goodness. Now, where would you be going at five past six in the morning, Mr Vickery? Where are you off to? <laughs> There's a, a piece in one of the papers today, actually. Which one is it? I can't remember which paper it is. And it was uh, Chris Evans picking the um, the best cars to buy. I'm a bit disappointed my car's not in there. Family cars. Did you read it? Do you have a look? Do you drive? Do you have to have a car? You can drive. You oh, right, you don't drive in London. Right. You, you, right, you don't have a car. It'd be easy just to say I don't have a car, Steve, you know. You can rent one. You can rent one. 
You know, you can do that. You can go and get one of these zip cars in London. A friend of mine does that. He doesn't have a car in London. He used to drive. But then he now rents these other cars because at the end of his street is where they, they drop them. And then and so he's, he'll sort of go and use that if he wants to go and see his parents. Or not, as the case may be. But uh, you do the train, do you? But if you, if you want to take somebody out for the night, I mean, don't... What do you do? Black cab. Oh, right, of course. Oh, you are showing off, aren't you? Yeah. So Rich will just take a black cab, you know. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah, Bentley boy. Uh, I've got Bentley Bear in the car. Bentley Bear. He's, he's a teddy bear dressed up as a, as a little... He's got a Bentley uh, cap on and a little Bentley outfit and everything. It's so sweet. Seriously, got bought for me. Uh, always up early Sunday, says Phil. Do you know, it's funny. It must be when you get to a certain age... And I mean this in the nicest possible way, that when you get to the weekend, people say, oh, isn't it great to stay in bed all the time? And you go, you're joking. I don't want to miss the day. I want to make sure I get as many things done. I was out with a friend of mine who is in radio, not actually on the radio, but uh, he had all day in London. He had the whole day after we went out for lunch and then we did a few drinks, Covent Garden. Then somebody else joined us and then we were sort of we were people watching. And then I got the, the bus back home because by that time I'm just about ready to drop. And he had to hang around because he didn't get his train back till nine o'clock. And the reason he had to get the nine o'clock train was for 29 quid to Manchester, he went first class. See, I think that's really good value. And he's very good at finding these train things. But then I sent him a text saying, welcome to the weekend. And the next day, he didn't actually get up till 12 o'clock. I couldn't stay in bed till 12. That would drive me mad. Absolutely drive me mad. I have to get up and I have to do things. It doesn't matter what it is. Even if I'm sitting in front of the television and I put my feet up and I doze in front. But I don't want to stay in bed because I... Yeah, it does ruin the sleep pattern. Things to do, says Phil. I bet, I bet, he's got, I bet she's left him a list. Things to do. Because <laughs> Fer, Fern is, is in theatre at the moment. Well, when I say in theatre, she's not in hospital or anything like that. <laughs> not in hospital. Uh, having my dinner, says Waj. Uh, locked in on the spike, thank you. And it is a good spike on a Sunday, actually. It's a very good spike. It's a very, uh, a very good spike. And then somebody called uh, Sally in Tunbridge Wells. Now, why was I talking about Tunbridge Wells? Oh, that's right. I was talking about a radio station <laughs> earlier on. One is in somebody lives in Tunbridge, but the radio station is in Tunbridge Wells. I didn't know there were two different places. Apparently, it's different. Apparently, I didn't know. I mean, not hugely different, but just a little bit. And um, have you noticed how our English language is deteriorating on TV and radio amongst our broadcasters and presenters? It's becoming the norm. It's upsetting, says Sally. Do you know I can I can listen to voiceovers on the television, and I can tell that somebody's been picked for ethnicity. I can spot different people. I love it, actually. <laughs> Phil says, you're right. I said, she's given him a list. I bet she sent him an email. You know, she'll sit there on her little on her laptop. She'll send him a list of things. Did you do this? Have you done that? Have you fed that? You know, a whole list of things. But he's, he's a good boy. He does that, which we like. Uh, Steve, the sun online today. It appears the Americans are becoming as silly as us British. Ex-son page three girl, Keely Hazel's been granted a green card after having been living there on a visa, which was granted to her on the basis she was a person of extraordinary abilities. Amazing what a pair of jugs can do, says Jim, who confesses to being flat-chested. Yes, I mean, she's been trying to flog the uh, how successful she is in America for quite some time. It's a tedious story at the best of times. And uh, saw Big Diva Collins in her undies in the paper, Ugh, says Dave, who probably sounds heterosexual, but might not be. Uh, yes, there were pictures. They thought it was sort of... She looked like the Kardashians. <laughs> I love the way she thinks she's like the Kardashians. And uh, from Connie and New Cross Gate, my birthday. And uh, I wish my mum was here, but uh, but not. But that doesn't matter, does it? Because you can think that they are. <laughs> Phil Vickery's just written, bloody nightmare. 
hope she's not listening. <laughs> Uh, love all your chat, Steve. Do miss you on a Saturday, though, says Christine. You don't need to, because you can you can uh, stream all the programmes. I love Million Pound Drop. It's a live quiz show. Yeah, but who watches that? Probably the producer does, I should imagine. The Chase record three shows in a day. Yeah, Dale used to do... How many... Um, the supermarket sweeps. I think they would do about four... They would do two two before lunch and then two or three after lunch because each quiz show that a lot of people do see quiz shows now they don't they don't run through so in other words you don't finish the show and say we'll be back tomorrow and uh, we'll see how they do then they they stand alone so when you record a series of quiz shows you you pick out the best one you put as your first one and then the one which maybe you weren't as good because it was the first second or third you put further down the line that's how it all used to work. So, so, so they, they weren't recorded in any order. They just do them and then they decide which one they wanted to uh, to run at the time. Uh, Kirsty Alley uh, has put on weight show. Uh, put on weight. I've just been down the, the gym. And uh, Rodriguez looks awful. I know. He's such a silly little attention seeker. I'd want to hear people to see beyond the cosmetic surgery. There is no beyond the cosmetic surgery. There is no beyond. You're a former trolley dolly who's gone peculiar. You know, it's not clever. It's not big. You're a classic example of some attention-seeking, lonely little person. Look at me, look at me, look at me. You know, which is which is not uh, not good enough. Not good enough, I'm afraid. You know, we're expected a little bit more. But, you know, as long as you're happy with it, it's fine. Uh, Steve, uh, last year we recorded Mr and Mrs Christmas special in March. <laughs> the, the Christmas special in March. Mr and Mrs, eh? Uh, the Chase and Pointless did theirs the week after in April. Quiz shows live. Can you imagine? Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Good morning, lovely. I like that. I like that. The Christmas special in March. <laughs> Actually, the funny thing is, at Christmas time, uh, the only thing on LBC is, I mean, most of it is live. Most of it is live. I always work Christmas Day because it, it just fits in very well. And, and, I, and I quite... I quite like it. I, you know, I like doing the Christmas Day and then I drive down to family. So I get my two Christmas lunches, one on Christmas Day, one on the on the Boxing Day. But uh, mostly live on LBC. The only thing that isn't live on Christmas Day on LBC and probably Boxing Day as well is we'll do a compilation of Steve Allen in conversations, which we do every year. And uh, it's an opportunity to hear the celebrities again if you've missed them first time round. So, uh, so that's not, I still can't get over to the chase and pointless doing theirs the week after. They've, you've got to do them because there's no studio space. No studio space as well. Apparently, oh, here we go. I knew there'd be trouble. Rich, my friend, says there are big differences between Tunbridge and Tun... So it's Tonbridge and Tunbridge Wells. What would be the difference, Rich? What, what is... I mean, I don't, I don't know what the difference is. Apart from they're, they're spelt differently one is tonbridge and one is tunbridge wells are they not the same place i'm hopeless i am you see producer didn't know that either uh d who's in a place called i think it's called kerry muir kerry muir whatever it is it's scotland and it sounds lovely and i'm doing the dundee kilt walk 25 miles well well good for you good for, i wish i could do it i can't i mean i'm just absolute rubbish uh steve if your producer would have watched the credit and oh, we can't do he can't do credits got far too many other things to do, like sort of, you know, cut up chilies and things like that for making something. Probably just a tin of beans with some chilies in it to sort of give it that Mexican flavour. <laughs> if he was to, they would find they've gone down from five chasers to four because their episodes made in 2014. 
Little surprise they didn't know about the Chuckle Brothers sad loss. Exactly, but it's the people who write in on Twitter. How dare he mention it? How disrespectful do you think? They'd recorded ages ago. <laughs> That's so stupid. Some people are so dumb. Seriously, I don't know how they even find, you know, the toilet or getting out of bed. <laughs> uh, 84850. Colleen needed 75 holidays to get over the misery of growing up in, uh, in that place and being married to that fat, thick O'Rooney, says Mick. Oh, he's not that fat. A bit cruel and it. I mean, listen, she doesn't work because she doesn't need to work. It, you know, she just wants to go on holiday for the rest of her life. That's all, you know, she didn't... That's it. Growing old is a necessity, says Joe. Growing up is optional. Who wants to grow up? You know, act your age. Don't want to. Don't want to. Uh, Steve, uh, all this talk of Christmas, walked into a well-known supermarket to do the shopping. Straight away, tubs of Christmas chocolate, slightly early, when we've got Halloween and Guy Fawkes. They've got a fabulous thing in Costco. It's the three witches sitting around a cauldron, and they're animated. But they're, it's quite tall. It's about six foot tall, this thing. Somebody will buy it. What you do with it afterwards, I've got no idea. But, uh, yes, we haven't had fireworks yet and uh, anything like that. But you can buy Christmas cards. Card Factory are doing Christmas cards. Why not? Why not, indeed? Cliff says, uh, uh, it looks like, according to your news, the Chinese sea dogs have our gold. Little part. Yes, there's a, there's a story about that, which I'll bring you very, very shortly. So Tunbridge Wells is your figures. Tonbridge is my figures, says Reg. <laughs> I'm none the wiser, seriously. None the wiser. You're not home yet? You're not home yet? They're going, they're going to be having an, an, an expected delivery in the Walters family, aren't they? I don't know when, when it's due. I did get that right, didn't I? Did I read that somewhere, that you are expecting, you and, uh, you and the wife? you and the wife honestly sometimes you know I, I look at other people's children and I think if I'd had children what would I be like as a father I thought grumpy I'd definitely be grumpy I don't mind kids it was great when I had my my godchildren well, I've still got them but when they were growing up because you can hand them back at the end of the day you know we go la 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 and we cross the road come here Nathan come here and we cross the road and we do all the sort of things that grown-up people do and then the next thing is they're dating seriously I mean it's 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 almost frightening uh, how fast things are, things are going through. And I've still not won the lottery. I'm not making a big deal about it. Uh, but I can tell you it's now 6.15. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. <laughs> uh, sorry, Sunday, I forgot where I was, actually. Uh, 20 minutes past. Tom and Matt from London. We've just tried the local Norwich gay scene. It's fab of local attendance. Well, I mean, who goes there to Norwich? Have you ever been? No, never been. Not to Norwich, no. Dale and I went to Sheffield. That was a that was a trip back in time. Seriously, that was a trip back. It was like going back to the seventies. Going to well, perhaps it was the seventies, but no, uh, no Norwich, definitely not, definitely not. Uh, there's nothing about Norwich that appeals to me. Actually, I'm sure it's lovely. It's a cathedral city, isn't it? That's as far as I know. But what their uh, what their sort of club scene is like. Uh, I've had insomnia, Steve, for years, and online games like Scrabble, Candy Crush, and Poker are good distractions. I've now found something called an app, and I've been playing it from 10 o'clock last night until now. Does this cost money? If they cost money, I, I can't uh, endorse anything like that. It's very easy, isn't it, to actually get hooked into things like that, and I, I worry about people getting hooked. What does the producer look like? Is he cute? No. Not in a million years. Seriously, no. He is a sort of... Per Can you spare change? Can you spare change? He's a bit like that in the morning. And then well, as soon as he's made enough for his Weatherspoon's breakfast, he's up and he's, he's in there at eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, I've got the money. <laughs> he could sit outside, actually. But I tell you, the funniest thing you see around here 
It's, when I say it's not funny, it's only because I looked at it first time and thought, that's very enterprising. It's three homeless people trying to plug their phones into the outside of these shops down here because they've all got outside plugs. So they plug their chargers in outside all the shops because they could have put the thing with the light box in with the menu. And so I think on MOD Pizza and the next one, all the other, they've got plug sockets outside so the homeless just plug their phones in. Imagine being homeless and having a phone. How does that happen? How does that happen? I want to be poor. I want to be poor. But so, you know, in, in reference to what does a producer look like, it's immaterial what, what producers look like because, you know, it never, you know, you never get all that friendly with them, OK? You know what I'm saying? You know, what, what happens is you sort of come in, he goes, you all right? And I go, yeah, all right. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. And that's about it. And then we, we sort of run through the, the programme and then we sit down and we have this sort of badinage in the, uh, in the advertisement breaks. I try and get information out of him. He's so easy. I mean, seriously, it's not even difficult. Badinage is conversation between two people. That's badinage. We have conversation. You never heard of it before? No, yeah, but you hadn't heard of non-live quiz shows on the television. There's no hope for you, is there at all? I mean, you really are, honestly. Do you, do you want me to dis- dispel any other myths for you, like there are no fairies at the bottom of your garden? Exactly. See, already he goes into meltdown. I don't know, it's like I was tempted to do something else, but then I get mothers writing into me complaining, so I don't bother. It's so much easier. But there's so, so many things that can be shattered. I've said things to stop it. You're not allowed to hear those bells. Because every time, is it when you hear those bells, that means an angel gets its wings? Have you heard that one? That was. Have you been around very long? I mean, for 40 years old, have you watched any Christmas films? You've. you. You've never seen the film. You must, you must watch it. You must absolutely watch it. I didn't like it when I first watched it. I really didn't. I thought, oh, no, I've seen most Christmas films. Very rarely a Christmas film I've not seen, mainly from the early ones. And, and this one, I can't remember the name of it now. What's it called? I can't remember. <laughs> like some, no, Miracle on 34th Street is when they think they found Father Christmas or Chris Kringle and he gets taken to court. But, uh, no, it's... No. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Go on, somebody, te- quickly. Quickly now. Tell me what the film's called. Because I can't remember. Do it now. Might as well take part in this. It's the only way to do it. No, it's not beautiful. No, a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. And and when I first watched it, I didn't, I didn't like it. It was about a man who's visited by an angel. And his life is going so well. But then somebody takes a load of money. And he doesn't have the money to pay all his clients. And he's loved in this, this little town that he's in. It's one of those... Great films that when you first watch it, you think, oh, I'm not sure about this. Watch it the second time. When you get to the third time, it, it really gets you going. Really gets you going. And, it's, and it, was, it was so nice because at, at one point he's, he's had enough. He wants to kill himself because everything's gone so wrong. And this angel saves him. And he said, what are you, you, know, what are you doing? He says, I'm, I'm your angel. I'm here to look after you. Spoiler alert. It's an old film. It was made in the 1940s. They didn't expect it to be a hit, you know. They were expecting it not to be a hit. But at the very end, everybody comes to... It's so good. It's a real feel-good. It's a bit like, you know, the miracle on 34th Street, the story of Chris Kringle, you know, the man who believed that he was Father Christmas. But, of course, they actually couldn't prove that he wasn't Father Christmas. He couldn't prove he was, and they couldn't prove he wasn't. Uh, Rich says, Tunbridge Wells, more grand and posh. More grand and posh, so that's it. And now, Tunbridge Wells I have been to. I've just remembered. I went down there with a friend of mine because I bought something... It's a garden thing. It's all I can't remember what it is. Baby Boy due November. Just what you need, isn't it? More expense at Christmas. <laughs> Baby Boy due November. How exciting. Isn't that exciting? I think it's great. I love stuff like that. I become quite quite maternal 
And I'd see people pushing prams or people playing with children. And some children look absolutely delightful, don't they? You know, some, some kids, you see them on the television and they laugh and they gurgle and they do projectile vomiting. And, um, and you know, you can, they always hold them up to go, do you think he needs his nappy changing? You'll be, I tell you what, you'll be listening to this programme every blooming day of the week, Rich. Because you'll be happy to do feeds. Ask Charlie Girling, she'll tell you. Uh, Steve, am I the only one listening, says Dallas, who's never watched an episode of Strictly Big Brother? I don't think there is anything called Strictly Big Brother. Celebrity ice skating, dancing on Love Island. I don't feel I'm missing anything. If anything remotely interesting happened, I'm sure you'd tell us. I would. I would tell you about it. Seriously, I, I, just, I just don't think, and I, it probably makes me sound mean, but to be honest with you, I couldn't care less, is, is when sort of their, their claim to fame is that they've been on television. There's hardly any personality with any of these people. Not one of them is interested. Not one, if they moved in next door to you, they're all renting places at the moment because they don't have any money. And you wait till they start getting tax bills in. That'll be the next good thing, won't it? Perhaps they'll go down the same route as poor old Katie Price. Poor old broke Katie Price. Uh, I should test my uh, smoky alarm after I come back from church. It's much noisier than the bills that your producer was playing with. Bells, you mean? I think it's predictive text. <laughs> bells. He likes the bells, actually. The bells. The be- he loves stuff like that. He loves it. Uh, Steve, life is a roller coaster. Once you get on, it's hard to get off. Um, no, it's not difficult to get off the roller coaster. I've, I've heard of people who've actually done that in the past. My friend, says Holly, used to pick slows from my hedgerow. She said, life's too short to prick each one to add to her copious supply of gin under the kitchen sink. Put the berries in plastic bags into the freezer for two days. Job done. Yes. And uh, Adam says, glad to hear Rod Stewart still enjoys a cuddle at bedtime. Luckily for Penny, we're all the same size lying down. La, 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 la. <laughs> I, think this, I think cuddles, he's 70-something. Why shouldn't he, you know, enjoy things like that? Here we go. So what are these? This is uh, Celebrity Big... Oh, from season one. Oh, right. So has anything gone on? Is this from Phil, Phil Krisikos? Has he know, or you just happened to put it in under that? So Anthea Turner, age on entry, 40, occupation, TV presenter. I don't think so. I don't think so anymore. Uh, Anthea is irritating as ever. Chris Eubank, professional boxer, not anymore, and uh, also no money. Claire Sweeney, actress and singer. She sang at Dale's funeral. Jack D. See, he did very well, didn't he? Keith Keith Duffy, not a lot happened there. And, uh, and Vanessa Feltz. So the oldest one was Anthea Turner. There's a surprise. But uh, no, so she's not working anymore. She gets little bits and pieces, but it's not really enough. They have to find a reality show. But because she's got that irritating factor, and I don't know why it is... It's just something that's terribly, terribly irritating. You know, there's something about her. She's a bit, mm, a bit like that. Mm, <laughs> drives me absolutely mad. Uh, so, everybody happy about the uh, the cuddling with uh, with Rod Stewart? We're all uh, we're all definitely up for the uh, for that. And uh, Huey, no. And apparently, Big Brother looks this year gruesome. Yes, I mean that. What what they're doing is they they're, they're picking freaky people. Countdown does five a day. Uh, yes, I can well imagine that. The idea is, once you've got the studios booked in, if you can make a... I did a quiz for Channel 5 years and years ago. We recorded ten in a day. Because it was only a little three-minute quiz. But what you had to do, it's no good just saying it's a three-minute quiz. We had to get the people in, they had to be mic'd up. And we had to go, OK, Steve, three, two, one, and then you cue your bit in and they put in all the sound effects on afterwards. So ten in a day we were doing. And to start with, I used to change my suit. And I thought, I've had enough of this, of this for soldiers. So I just wore the one suit... And I changed the ties. So that was quite clever, isn't it? And uh, somebody says here, this is Jay. Uh, Colleen Rooney has a successful marriage by today's standards. Uh, looks after her children. 
has her own friends. Well, she has to. He's not really friendly with anybody. She has her own life and spends no more time on holiday than anybody else in her position. I like her. What, 75 holidays in 10 years? Where are you coming from? You must be as mad as she is. God in heaven. She's bone idle. She doesn't do anything, does she? All right, she brings up children. How difficult can that be? I should imagine they've got help. Generally, the parents. She's never cooked. Do you know that? She doesn't know how to turn on an oven. It's all a little bit difficult. Uh, The reason between Tunbridge and Tonbridge spelling, Steve, is it was originally a mistake in the printing of a railway timetable. Tonbridge and Tunbridge. Oh, they are by that. Joe in Doncaster says, Last year, the Open All Hours Christmas special was filmed in June. My brother's girlfriend asked to use the Christmas set for her friend who'd been given two weeks uh, alive due to cancer so he could have one last Christmas with his friends and family. That's quite a nice thing. I quite like that idea. And remember the good old days of the Great British Sunday. All the pubs were shut. Uh, sorry, all the shops were shut. Pubs closed at three. And Sunday night viewing was praise be with Thora Heard. Hello again. Today... She used to sit there and do this thing. Today, Mrs Winkanton from Leicester has written in saying, Could I hear, oh God, our help in ages past. And here they are, the Salvation Army Band, playing it just for you. And then she'd go into this thing. <laughs> it was so funny. And I met her once. She was lovely. I always liked Thora Heard. There was something about her. She was old school, and I like old school very much. And um, uh, Sophie says, Are you sure the chap is a trolley dolly? Because you start out being the dolly with the trolley, you progress to being the tart with the cart, and you end up being the dragon with the wagon. I stopped flying just before the last, I think. Trolley, why are they called trolley dollies? Well, because they're pushing the trolley around, I suppose. OK, uh, LBC News Time, 6.30, the latest headlines this morning with Philip Chrysakos. You're it's listening Phil. to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. 26 minutes to 7. I'm quite surprised, actually, but I always thought she was a bit stupid. Danielle Lloyd. You remember Danielle Lloyd, the racist? That's the one who abused Shilpa Shetty in the Big Brother house. There were three of them. They were vile. She's, uh, she's now going to have gender selection treatment in America next year to have a daughter. It's illegal. I'm telling you this now. It's illegal. And uh, it's very controversial because she wants a girl. Doesn't want any boys anymore. So she's going to travel there. And uh, she's going to go through with it in America next year. Despite the backlash from trolls who branded her a selfish, disgusting so-and-so, so-and-so. She... Yes, I mean, to be honest with you, I'd, I'd never heard about it before. I had no idea. But you can, you can... Illegal over here, but legal over there. And so you choose the select... Well, how does that work? You choose the selection of the child. So you go there and you go, I want, I want a girl. And they go, right, well, you need to be... Because she's, she's got three boys at the moment. Four boys. So, I mean, to be honest with you, where the money comes from, I've got no idea. But uh, she wants the daughter she's longed for. It does strike me as being a bit selfish. It's, it's, it's what's commonly known in my world as designer babies. You know, let's, let's go and have a baby. Uh, let's go to America, because you can't do it uh, over here. 84850-stevedlbc.co.uk. And, um, and we'll always talk of Christmas. I'm going to get my letter off to Jolly Old Santa, the train set, the Beano album... Cuban cigars, a few magnums and Bollinger, and then a, and a girlfriend as well. <laughs> Could be written by the producer. Could be written by the producer, except I don't think he's really bothered about a magnum of Bollinger. That doesn't strike me. I shouldn't imagine if you went to his place, there'd be booze all over the place. I shouldn't imagine. There's probably an old bottle of beer in the fridge, isn't there, or something like that. You don't do drinking, do you? It's not your sort of thing. No, he doesn't do it at home. No, why? Spills it. And uh, so he doesn't do it at home. I'm so pleased, Steve, that Bradley Walsh is a companion in the new series of Doctor Who. He's going to be laughing 
uh, at all the rubber monsters and the Daleks trying to fly upstairs, says Steve. I didn't even know he was going into it. Or perhaps I did. I can't, I can't remember, actually. It's a wonderful life of watching even when it's not Christmas, as you say. A feel-good film, says Rachel, who's in Torquay, but is originally from Gloucester. Do you know, and I can't remember if I've been to Torquay. I love it. I love it. OK, so what have we got coming up on the television? I'm afraid it's another uh, dreary, uh, dreary programme called... Uh, the Farm, I think, with a load of old Z-listers. Bobby Cole Norris. What an embarrassment. Uh, also, Megan McKenna, Sandy Bogle. I mean, you know, a few... So re- what do you do, love? What is your talent? The answer, nothing at all. Uh, Leanne Payne has recorded a track with DJ and producer Jonas Blue. Rivetingly exciting. Uh, and uh, Boyzone are going to launch their final comeback. Oh, God, they're not. Are they really? God, how boring. I was hoping they'd gone away for good. But no, they're, they're all back again with uh, Ronan. They've got an album out, Thank You and Good Night. Well, how can you have two leaving? They've already had, done the leaving thing. Goodbye, thank you. No, they're coming back again. Which uh, In front of 50,000 music lovers. They won't be when they've finished. Good Lord above. Uh, Love Island, Zara McDermott has denied splitting with Adam Collard. Nobody cares, dear. Sorry, you're, you're, you're preaching to people who really couldn't care less. And um, if any of you are considering cosmetic surgery, here's a picture of Lauren Goodyear. Another one of the uh, the well-known drunk falling out of a club with her boobs falling out before she did. And, of course, she gets pictures taken and stuff like that. And that, in her shallow existence, is what they call personality and what makes her a star. Although somebody complained to me last week and said, Steve, stop calling these people stars. They're not stars. I oh, know they're not. I know they're not. I'm well aware of what they are. Stars, they're not. Uh, people in the Express today who claim that Botox has ruined their life. Um... I've never had Botox, as you can tell if you look at me. But uh, I've thought about it. I do have, you know, anti-ageing products in the bathroom. You know, creams and such like and things like that, which is OK. Yeah, water's very good for you. They always say that you're outwardly reflecting what the inward looks like, what you're like inside. In which case, I might as well go home now. I look terrible, I should imagine. I do drink water, but water is... It's OK. I don't... Nestle in the bottle stuff. What's that? Oh, no, it's not Nestle. No. Well, the water I've got. I've got coconut water. Yeah, now I do. And before, I've got this other water, which is made by Coca-Cola. Not, yeah, and that's, and I I drink that, but I don't drink it all the time. I don't drink it. I I don't do tap water. I haven't drunk, it's not tap water in a bottle. It's special, it's aerated. It comes from space. They've told us. It's clouds. No, well, don't ruin it for me. Otherwise, I'm going to ruin more of your television programmes. I should come round to your place and discover booze hidden under the bed. and Or God knows under the bed. I bet the socks. Old socks under the bed. I bet you anything. Always is. Um, Billy's wonderful brain is dull. This is the wonderful Billy Connolly. Michael Parkinson has said he's, he's uh, deteriorating and his wonderful brain is dulled. Something about Billy Connolly. I, I absolutely adore him. And he was adored and still is adored by Michael Parkinson, who had him on the show more than more times than anybody else, because he was just entertaining. He was just very entertaining. Also, my uh, my dear friends, Bryn and Annie, over in uh, France, do you remember I mentioned ages ago? Because I got this parcel this morning, and I opened it up, and it's a kimono, red, with dragons on the inside and the outside. I showed you, didn't I? I showed you. Very nice. Do you have a dressing gown? Have a dressing gown? From Shapness. Oh, that's right, that's right. Brother's girlfriend got it for him. 
So if you're if you're down um, a dressing gown at Champneys, I know where it is. I can point you in the right direction, you know, for a reward. But anyway, uh, Bryn and Annie retired over to France. Now, neither of them uh, are in particularly good health. In fact, uh, Annie can barely see at the moment. Well, in fact, she, she said to me, she said, I can't see a bloody thing. But uh, they still listen, uh, listen in the morning and uh, to the show. But uh, she does drop off halfway through, which I don't mind, actually. But uh, now, of course, Bryn is, is deteriorating. He's got uh, dementia. She said, but it still gives us a laugh every so often. She was convinced the other day, well, he was actually convinced, that he'd just met Judas Iscariot. Who was, you see, this is... But, you know, and you're right, Anna, you can laugh over it. Sometimes you think it's very sad. Uh, and it is. It is immensely sad. My, a friend of mine, uh, his, his dad died ages ago now, a long time ago. And, uh, but he would, sort of, he would take things home from the shop. And uh, he would do all sorts of things because you can't, you know, whatever you've got, they'll actually do um, so, so the opposite would happen. So, you know, if you said black, he would say white. But Bryn and Annie, I've known for a long, long, long time, many, many years. And I know that the family are over there with them as well. And uh, they, they both suffer with not great health at all. But uh, I thank you for the kimono. I really do. It's, be- it's absolutely stunningly beautiful. Really beautiful. So I shall wear it and I shall think of you two every time I wear it. With pants. Uh, no, because I don't know whether you're supposed to wear anything underneath. Um, things. Yes, thank you. <laughs> How exciting, honestly. Producer's wandered off into his own little pixie world at the moment. <laughs> I'd love to say... I always think, if, if you actually go to somebody's house, you look at the books that they've got, I think that's a very good indicator of what of what level intelligence they're at. You know, I've got... All I've got at home is autobiographies and biographies because in my line of work, it's quite handy to have and I rem- I'm quite good at remembering certain other things. I'm useless at remembering, totally. I mean, I, you know, somebody will say to me, I can have somebody sitting in the studio and I have to say to the producer, write their name down. I can't remember who it is. It'll be somebody I work with all the time. Terrible, terrible. Uh, 84850, somebody says, I've, um, I've, I've, I've turned on the radio. I've got no idea what he's going on about, but... Uh, I love it. Because it's Sunday, isn't it? It's Sunday, you can put your feet up, you can... You know, there's, there's too many awful things going on in the world. And, uh, that you know, you need a little bit of light relief, as they say. So I'm all in favour. Oh, Sarah Ferguson's got a new boyfriend. I bet she's a nightmare to be with. Uh, still thinking she's a member of the royal family, which, of course, she isn't. But this one is a, uh, a, f- a film producer. She's been spotted visiting him at home. Oh, my goodness, no. It's a bit racy-pacey, isn't it? Apparently, they, they did have a two-year romance... But um, she's, uh, she's seeing him again. Well, we think she's seeing him again. But that's what Sarah Ferguson does. She latches onto the past. That's why she's still living, I think, at Andrew's place. Uh, because she's obviously not making enough money to, um, to sort of do it herself. Front page of the... I don't go to... The Mail on Sunday. They've got Chris Evans' superb guide to the best family cars. I'm very disappointed that I'm not in there. But, you know, well, I'm quite close. Uh, also, the first interview... With Bruce Forsyth's uh, wife, uh, Wilnelia. She says, even as he lay dying, he still made me laugh. Yeah, I should imagine. You know, Brucey was, you know, he, he's got a history with him. So I was quite delighted when they said, yes, of course, you can put him under the stage at the Palladium. Uh, also, Strictly contestant Dr. Ranj Singh, who apparently is openly gay. Oh, God, why do people have to tell you? Who cares? He apparently um, wants to do uh, Dancing with a Man on the Show. I think you've uh, you've kind of pushed about as far as it can go, really. Nobody's interested. I didn't know you were gay. Don't care. Couldn't care less. The police chiefs, considering scrapping the current no-penalty buffer zone, motorists facing a £100 fine 
for speeding at just one mile an hour. So, in other words, the speed limit, 30. The speed drivers are penalised at now is 35. The proposed penalty is 31. Well, that's me done for. I could be off the road inside a week, I should imagine. One here. The speed limit, say, 70. The speed that you're penalised at now is 79. Uh, but what they're looking at is 71. Why don't we just get out and push the blooming cars? Make it a lot easier, wouldn't it? Honestly, what a mamby-pamby place we're living in. Oh, you can't go 71. You can't do that. Uh, also, Stormy Daniels, she's a porno star. Let's not sort of get too excited over this. Um, she threw a tantrum over the set's fake Trump border wall. Raged when staff searched her underwear. Forgot her chips. Uh, TV chief said, I've never seen a meltdown like it. She's just an, a disagreeable person. Six marriages already and a child which she's fighting for custody of. But she was prepared to dump them in America and come on to, uh, into Big Brother. You're just revolting, aren't you? You're just revolting. You know, the child comes first. Obviously not in your book. Uh, Bruce Forsyth's widow. Uh, she says, I still talk to my beloved Brucey all the time. And I can well imagine, because I, I shouldn't imagine a day went by where, you know, Brucey didn't go into one of his uh, routines. I loved him. I thought he was great. I know he could be difficult, but there again, you tell me somebody in show business, you know, who's reached the top of their profession without being a little bit difficult. You've got... To, yeah, you're terribly difficult. You're an absolute nightmare. You're honestly more of a diva than I am, and I'm not even a diva. He makes demands. Seriously, he's got demands. You know, the studio must be heated to this particular temperature. I would only drink bottled water, nothing out of the tap and all that kind of stuff. I put, I put up with it because, you know, I've been there myself. But now I've sort of, you know, kind of pushing it a little bit. But, you know, it's all right. I don't mind somebody being a diva, provided they can back it up. If you can be a diva and, and you can still be quite a nice person, then that, that is fine. Apparently, uh, Justin in Waltham Abbey says, you fancy buying a greyhound? What on earth would I want to buy a greyhound for? I really wouldn't. A friend of mine had a lurcher. That was quite a nice uh, dog. Didn't bark. I don't think lurchers bark. I'm not, not wild about dogs that bark unless it's a police dog. And there was this woman on the television the other day. She was a police uh, dog handler. She had three, two retired and then a new one. What? What matter with you? I'm in a very funny mood this weekend, honestly. Are you after extra beans or something at Weatherspoons, hoping that, you know, you go in there and go, oh, you were in last week, and you go, I was. And they go, an extra sausage for you today. <sighs> Just imagine. Uh, boy zone, they're past it. They're into the old people's zone, says Markin Hayes. I didn't realise that they, they were still... Get- oh, who wants a farewell tour from boy zone? I mean, they must need the money, I should imagine. Is this them? This isn't them. This is the Osmonds. That's auto-tuned, isn't it? Can you hear it? Oh, as if they ever sang in tune. Oh, is that... Oh, right, it was a cover of the Osmonds song. Love the Osmonds. Was, that, was it really? Would you be going to see them? Would you be buying a ticket to Hyde Park to go and see the old Crumblies? Oh, boys, then. You are a West... I know you are. I know I know what goes on in your little mind. I know, I know you better than you know you. Uh, somebody says, you've been stuck in the LBC loo and failed to make it back to the studio. I did. Many, many years ago. I did actually get locked in. I didn't get out in time. It's all right because they, they can always they got a little bit worried, worried about you know where I was, which is okay. Thirteen minutes to seven. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. So uh, the lure of the Love Island Look Clinics. Believe you me, boys and girls, you don't want to look like this bunch of people. Let me tell you. And so they all plug it, don't they? And. Um, 
It's interesting. A spokesman for the Advertising Standards Authority confirmed that any reference to Botox is a problem under our rules. Whilst the use of celebrities to promote products and services isn't prohibited, they should never be used to promote prescription-only medicines. So they've got pictures of that, you know, the, the one, the air hostess, who's been around the block about five times. And you think to yourself, where do you think your career is going? I mean, seriously. You know, if you had half a brain cell, any of these people would be going, it's going to be over very quickly. You know, because I think we're rapidly running out. You know, they all realised that they had to have a relationship. If you weren't in a fake relationship, the press weren't interested. So then you can have the bust up, the break up, the tears, the, the sadness. Then you can get pregnant, you know, and then you can... Do, it's just, it's just the, the never-ending uh, round. But over in the royal family, things could not be looking good. Sarah Ferguson and uh, Prince Philip, he hates her to the point of she is banished from anywhere where he is. He will not have her there. In fact, if you remember at, uh, at Harry's uh, wedding, she was shoved at the back. He really... Absolutely loathes her. So we wonder whether or not the royal wedding, according to the papers today, is going to be a toe-curling affair. Because Fergie arrived with Prince Andrew and the couple's eldest daughter Beatrice on Thursday on her annual visit to the Scottish retreat. But in what appears to be very careful planning, she left She left the estate at 10.30 on Sunday after waving Andrew and B off to church. They're a bit infantile, that fact. I've discovered that she waved them off to church. Who does that? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Say hello to God. You know, it's, they're very infantile. But apparently, uh, Her Majesty often has the Duchess for a few days at Balmoral because the Queen's just like that. She doesn't... I don't think she's ever said a bad word about anyway. But Philip doesn't want to be in the same building as her. He can't bring himself to forgive her for some of the outrageous things she's done. That was probably the toes sucking with the boobs out and all the rest of it. I mean, God knows, it was enough to make you feel quite ill. And uh, toe-gate scandal. And... Um, it's interesting. Fergie attended Harry and Meghan's wedding, but she was not invited to the private party afterwards. Because, you know, basically, she's just a bit naff. You know, she has to go to America. She has to sort of flog. What was she flogging over there last time? Something ridiculous, like a toaster. You know, because over there, they, they sort of believe she's a member of royalty. Whereas, in fact, her father, as we all know, had a very dubious little lifestyle, didn't he? Old Major Ron. Oh, he used to visit those massage parlours. Oh, we all remember... Yes. Oh, Lord above. Oh, God. That's, that's a, it's a tragic family, really. But now now she's with sort of uh, Andrew and the two girls who don't work. They apparently have jobs, but nobody's ever actually seen them doing anything. You know, I think it's a case that, well, I'm on the board or I'm this and that. And you think, oh, God, honestly, it's so dreary, isn't it, really? Uh, a lot of people talking about diabetes and kids nowadays. More type 2 diabetes. Do you know why? Fast food. Fast food is out there and it's easy to get hold of and it's cheap. You know, I see people sitting in KFC... Seriously, the sort of families who you think, you must be able to cook something at home, surely. You must be able to cook something. You can't be that bad. And they sort of get, and they go, oh, we'll have a party barrel. You know, very nice though it is too. Really, people should, you know, should learn how to cook something. Even if they buy a pound of mince and stick a tin of beans in with it. And then some grated cheese on the top, something simple. But no, they'd rather go and shove, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken, which is bad for you. You know, the only good bit is the chicken, but without the coating. The coating's the fat. The clue is in fried, OK? That's the clue. You know, you can have it every so often, but you see people in there all day. They're addicted to it. And eventually, people are just getting fatter and fatter and fatter. And with, the, and, with the, and with that comes the diabetes. I know. I am a diabetic, and I don't eat that stuff. So it, it's an odd one, isn't it? You think, I mean, there's all the things that I want to eat, but I can't. I mean, I haven't had... I had a, I had a Chinese meal a couple of... Uh, about a week ago. And I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought, mainly because I, it was a local one and it wasn't particularly good. There used to be a better one, but it's closed, unfortunately. Uh, but there's a very good one in Isleworth. 
called the Swan, which I've used before. And all their curries taste like proper curries and their sweet and sour chicken and sweet and sour porks. Make myself hungry now. There's a producer going off to Weatherspoons. So if you're just thinking of opening up at eight o'clock this morning, he'll be the first one in with that hunger in his eyes. You know, going, it's me again. Sausages, sausages, bacon. You're going to be stalked by people, aren't you? Definitely. And what is this? What are these? Why are these boxes? Why do they always get them shouting like girls' blouses at each other? Nobody, one of them's sweating very badly. That's not a good sign, is it? And uh, this is called football. Do you know, I watched a bit of football last night. My God, it's boring. I had no idea. Seriously. The Sooty and Sweep show had more interest than football. And then Gary, Gary Lineker sitting there. Oh, my God, honestly, it was so tedious. So tedious. Uh, a lot of people talking about um, France, who have way more police than we do. Do you know, I, I spoke to somebody, well, because, you know, Bryn and Annie are over in uh, France. They love the, uh, the medical care that they get over there. I mean, really, really good. You know, really good. They have the old-fashioned, what we used to have in this country, the little um, little cottage hospitals, you know, which uh, which I like. I miss them. We've got one in Twickenham, but it's not a cottage hospital anymore. Now it's... Uh, I think people have moved into it or something. Uh, so the front pages. So it's Brucey uh, on the front page of the Daily Mail. Chris Evans' superb guide to the best family cars. The desecration of British war graves. Chinese pirates plundering ten shipwrecks. Uh, holding the remains of World War Two heroes. Doesn't make pleasant reading. Rackle Welsh says, I'll be back in that bikini again. Ooh. Interesting now, aren't we? She's 77. 77. That's OK, though, isn't it? 77. She looks good. F- well, I mean, she's quite clearly Botox and everything else, I should imagine. But, you know, that's OK. I mean, because I'm sure you've had little things done to you, you know, over the years. Have you not had any, any sort of re- reconstructive surgery anywhere? You know, you want to tell me about... <laughs> oh right! Oh, we like those. They they look good. I was very impressed by that. Uh, the Daily Star on Sunday, Corrie Star: How I Beat Crippling Anxiety Attacks. Actually, somebody from Corrie's been complaining about these tacky celebrities who'll do anything to be on television because they're not celebrities. They're just desperately sad, lonely people. Footy exclusive: Premier Star raped me. Cops probing a World Cup player attack on a model. Uh, Rita Ora again, so bored with her. Rose West on the front of the Sunday People. Uh, God will forgive me. Yes, unfortunately, he might be the only one. Uh, the rest of us hate you to pieces and can't wait for you to die. The Sun on Sunday, gigs with Secret Lover. It's, uh, his, it's his PR. They always go for the PR. Have you noticed? They all go for the PRs, don't they? It's obviously the new, new thing to be in if you want to get off with somebody like that. Sunday Mirror, I'm football's first ever transgender referee. People will be shocked when I run onto the pitch today. Yep, yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Unfortunately, I'm busy, so I will not be, uh, you know, cheering or clapping or doing anything else. The Sunday Times, uh, 20,000 slipped through child security police vetting. Racists flock to Boris on Facebook. And uh, the NHS kept using danger syringes to save, oh, sorry, to save cash. And uh, that's just about it, actually. The Observer, they've got uh, farewell to Kofi Annan. Do you know, I thought he'd live forever. I really thought that Kofi Annan was... He just didn't seem to, to age at all to me. The fashion boss giving a million pounds to people's vote. And uh, and I'm going. I'm not going for breakfast at all. Going for a bit of a walk. So Bryn and Annie over in France, thank you for that. It really is lovely. And uh, if you download the LBC app, as well as listening to LBC wherever you are, you can listen back to this and all of our other programmes from the last week for free on the catch-up feature. Just download the LBC app for iPhone or Android and tap on catch up. It's as simple as that. I'm back at nine o'clock this evening for In Conversation.
It's a really nice in conversation. A really nice in conversation. They're always nice. This one is nice as well. So nine o'clock this evening. I hope you can join me. If not, then you can always uh, stream it after. You've got seven days to stream. I'll be back tomorrow morning as well at 4am. I wish you a very pleasant Sunday. Thank you. And uh, at 10 o'clock this morning, Nigel Farage. But right now, with breakfast, it's Ian Payne. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am.